What's up, everyone, and welcome to another instalment of the Justin Insight podcast. We are now up to episode number nine. For anyone who is new to the show, or if you're a returning listener, my name is Tim Backbeck. I am a writer, I am a lover of music, films, and wrestling. But most importantly of all, I am going to be your body and vehicle through this podcast. Uh, I usually like to start each show with a little ramble of what I've been up to in the past week, but if I'm totally honest, I haven't really been up to much this week, which is very unlike me. I've just been super busy with work and catching up on sleep over this weekend but i have just got in from seeing uh logan which was pretty cool like loads of people had kind of hyped it up so i wanted to see what it was all about pretty impressed uh i wouldn't say one of my favorite sort of comic book films but as far as kind of the x-men series goes minus deadpool is probably probably the best um so there'll be a review of that going up on the uh, on the website which is justaninsight.wordpress.com uh, that'll be going up in the next couple of days um, I'm actually currently catching up on the opening round of the New Japan Cup which you might be able to hear in the background, I'm not too sure but um, currently watching Michael Elgin versus Bad Luck Fale which uh, for two massive guys is, is pretty impressive I've got to say um, so anyway, pleasantries out of the way uh, we'll get on to this week's episode joining me this week on the podcast is Stu Anderson and Chris Barling from the band Group of Man uh, the guys were down in Portsmouth for a charity show which raised more than a £1,000 for the Rowan's Hospice down here in the south, which is phenomenal. And shout out to, to Greg Childs from Senator for sorting out that show. It was, it was really cool and, yeah, raised loads of money. Uh, the guys took took some time to speak to me uh, about the, the new endeavours of the band, really. Um, basically, how the band kind of started, the way they're going, how they're kind of more of a collective the with a core group of members um with interchangeable members as well uh but they they get into that in the chat uh this was the first time that i took all my recording gear like on the road with me so for some reason the sound quality does dip in and out at times so i do apologize for that but as i've said in previous episodes i'm still learning how to kind of do everything and i was i had to do this in a bit of a rush because i was running late because i got stuck in traffic Anyway, all that being said, hope you enjoy the little chat I have with Chris and Stu, and I will see you on the other side. Uh, joining me on this week's Justin Insight podcast is Chris and Stu from Group of Man, uh, currently sat in the backstage area of the Wedge of Dreams before. Uh, charity show that the guys are doing so how are we doing guys yeah real yeah. good I've had a chilled out afternoon chilled out afternoon unlike me being stuck in traffic for yeah. for two hours to get to the show we ate a pie you ate a pie what, what kind of pie i had a vegan pie that had cauliflower and kale in it did you get it from pie and vinyl yeah, yeah. Oh, good choice. i had a black pie yeah what's what's a black pie it was literally a black pie and it wasn't burnt it was really nice yeah, what is in the pastry the pastry was black <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's very confusing. <laughs> I was feeling really goth, so I thought I'd just go for it. Yeah. And um, basically, was, the website's called Just an Insight. So the way I like to start this is get an insight of how Group of Man started. So how, how did the band come about? I think um, that's for you, Chris, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So kind, kind of out of circumstance, because I had to I moved back home and that kind of also meant I had lived at Mark's house for a month. Is it back into London? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I lived just like outside of London for like a few years. Um, so when I was doing like older bands mm. and uh, moved back home and Mark 
like I lived at Marks for like a month or so, yeah. and we were doing this back for mine before. That really didn't do much, and we were just bored. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, let's just do a new band, and then we had this idea just to like write all the riffs. Like Mark can like obviously he's like he plays bass and guitar, and he just programmed the drums. So okay. we just wrote the EP, like the first one we did, and then just recruited members. Okay, and we just had the one practice. That's what it. what is the kit as the original sort of yeah it was a yeah, pretty yeah. it was a pretty crazy start for yeah. for me because we just we were just chatting outside a gig well, yeah, like yeah. outside the unicorn was a while ago was that when it was yeah, yeah so i was playing <laughs> was i was playing my last show <laughs> with parizo and being recruited for the next <laughs> band already well, um, I, didn't, I didn't know that you nah. would just get you we told you about you know that sounds cool and then it stuck in my head and i was like she thinks this is cool <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you got an email like yeah. a few weeks later. But it was a pretty crazy start for to the band because yeah, so they they'd written everything, okay, and so we had kind of jumped in. Sort of. Yeah, so they'd written everything, and we had literally one practice. I got I got an email going. Oh, do you want to actually do this? We've got an EP. It's like yeah, we'll send it over. Let's have a listen. It was pretty good. And then what? Like a week later, we had a band practice, and then three days after that, we were recording. <laughs> so it was like it's pretty pretty swift and as you mentioned Chris obviously you and Mark were in mine so yeah. was this kind of like a, an extension of, of that like were some of the riffs that Mark had written meant to originally be mine riffs or was it just a completely fresh start no like totally different like Mark, Mark played bass in mine and all the guitar is done by Matt and like you just can't I don't really know anyone that plays like Matt I don't mm. think Mark would like be suitable he's really good obviously but he yeah, wouldn't, yeah. He, his style wouldn't have suited mine so it was just mm. like a totally fresh sort of thing really it was just what he came up with at the time and from kind of the first listen of, the, of your first EP I think obviously knowing you guys from the previous bands you did it was very different especially kind of Pariso was a lot heavier yeah obviously mine had that kind of doomy element Hang Bass had kind of had that sort of hardcore element and it was completely different so was that a, a conscious choice to to go a, away from that kind of sound that you've done previously um i don't know if it was really conscious i mean maybe subconsciously mm. um because obviously it's better to like try new things yeah and, yeah you know uh change things up so yeah i mean the thing with, like mark's really into like post-punk like really loves bands like gang of four mm. Um, yeah, that kind of vibe. We both love like aggressive hardcore as well, so it's just about mixing that sort of thing. I yeah. just wanted to write just kind of bangers, really, and you know, like songs that aren't too long, like just sort of do stuff, bash them out, really. Yeah. I mean, it's riffy, but I guess that because Mark was a, used to be in like a doom band years ago, yeah. so I think that doom riff style was still in him, so he plays pretty good riffs. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, no, I think it's all about moving forward. But as a band, like, I think it changes all the time. Like, I think our second EP is way different mm. to the first one. And the seven inch that we've got coming out, like, in a few months, is, like, totally different. Okay. Yeah. Well, could, that was something I wanted to say, because obviously the first EP came, what, out was, as I say, quite different from what we've done before. But then, obviously, the new one is even a step away from that. Mm. And I think that's kind of brought a lot more attention to you guys. Um, but do you think that that's kind of got your name out there a bit more? Because obviously, I think there's been a bit more press about it. Obviously, yeah. with it being on Holy Raw, that kind of gives it a name as well. Mm. So, do you think that's helped get the name Group of Man out there a bit more? Um, yeah, what do you reckon? I don't know. I think we just put we we had more time to 
think about what to do with this EP. So it was a conscious decision to try and chat to a few people at a few different labels and, you know, friends and try and plan a, a sort of release schedule almost, yeah. you know, a way of doing it. So there, we intentionally did it with a bit more thought behind it. Um, but, I mean, stylistically, yeah, it's, it is a bit of a step of, away, but I think that's purely a result of it being a band for a little bit, whereas yeah. the first EP was, as Chris said, a kind of, you know, Chris and Mark sat around in his house, like, yeah. de demoing and programming stuff and then going straight into record when they've got a couple of people to play it. So, you know, we'd done a few shows and we'd done a bunch of practices and we'd just... We'd actually done more shows than we had practices, I think, by the time we'd done <laughs> yeah. the second EP. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, ever practice. Like so, so playing shows is almost your practice, is Yeah. <laughs> almost. <laughs> we did play a lot last year as well, actually. We did, like, yeah. Surprisingly more than I thought we would. Because yeah. when we started the band, like, you know, it was the band was really just meant to be me and Mark. Yeah, yeah. We were just like, our people could just come and go whenever. But I think once we did the EP and played a few shows, everyone was like oh it's actually pretty fun mm. yeah so like do you know what I mean I don't think you thought it would be what it is no but it's 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 kind of an interesting it's, it's a totally different approach to being in a band than how Parizo was because yeah. myself and Alex in Parizo were sort of the driving force I guess in terms of what we actually did and writing and stuff with the band and it felt pretty full-on most of the time mm. um, whereas with this for me at least i I could sit back pretty much and just yeah. like Mark and Chris do do all of that kind of side of things with the band and it works really well and you know with the some of the latter songs it's becoming more collaborative with the writing as well and I think the next release that we're going to do is definitely going to be more of a kind of you know everyone come to the room with a bunch of ideas and we'll just work work it out now that we've all played you know done a couple of releases played a bunch of shows together and yeah. know each other better and stuff um but it's it's quite nice that the it, it doesn't feel like there's any pressure from anyone really to have to be able to do every single thing that the band wants to do. No. So tonight, I mean, you know, it's myself and Chris, and then the other people that are playing are, you know, our drummer's playing his first show with us tonight, mm. having done a, literally two rehearsals with us. Um, and the other guitarists have filled in on bass or guitar at other shows. Yeah. So, you know, if somebody can't make it, because we're all older now, we've all done yeah, a load yeah. of bands. So, you know, we've all got real jobs. So, you know, when uh, when somebody can't make it, it's just, okay, cool. We'll get somebody else to fill in and there's no no hard feelings about it. And I think that's kind of, is the name is very fitting, obviously, Group of Man, obviously everyone, it, I think that I've seen you, like, well, tonight will be probably fourth time I've seen you. And I don't think I've seen the same lineup. <laughs> so, is that kind of like the, the mentality of the band, the fact that it doesn't necessarily matter if everyone can't do it because you've got friends that can, mm. can fill in? And as, as you say to you, there's no hard feelings about it at all. No, not at all. Like, I mean, we were going to play as a six piece tonight, which yeah. the band, we actually decided would just be a six piece. Okay. Because, like, Sir Tom Hill, who, um, like, he recorded that that employed served did recently oh, okay played, yeah, yeah. played in a um, band called Artemis he's always filling in like like more than, I think he's played more shows than Tom who's actually our guitarist okay. yeah I mean, you may as well just be in the band like you're super good um, just in case like other people yeah, can't yeah. do it and he's going to start writing with us as well it's not like he's just like a dude that just plays the shows <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, so Tom found out the other day that he couldn't come here, and it's mm. just like, well, do you got to work? Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, it's fine. Um, like when we go on tour um, to Europe, like in a couple of weeks, our friend Joe is going to play drums because Lucas can't come and stuff like that. Mm. Like it's fine. Like it's kind of the idea, really. It was just like we have our solid, mem- like kind of core members, um, and then whoever can be about, that's cool. If not. Yeah, just get people in. And that's kind of nice as well because you get to hang out with different friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, it feels like a bit of a collective, almost. Yeah. It's like borderline collective. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, like I just, I just got the idea from self-defense family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's like 20 members. But <laughs> you think about the amount of records they churn out. It's oh, like yeah. It must be so efficient. And I was mm-hmm. like, why don't more people do that? Like, yeah, yeah. It's just you hang out with all your mates. You, you know, if you have like friends who live far away or whatever just be like do you want to come play a rec- on a record yeah yeah I'm like it works I mean I just pre-ordered their new 7 inch they recorded in 2015 that's yeah, like yeah. how much time they you know they're just churning out stuff all the yeah. time it's always good so I think that's kind of the idea yeah you know I think the lineup that we've got like we're all like solid members but I think it will always come mm. people will dip in and out as and when Uh, next yeah. week yes li- I guess that uh, March is tomorrow isn't oh, it yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. actually next week yeah, yeah next so Thursday's our first show we're only doing four shows yeah but yeah. obviously I know you've been over to, to Europe in, in previous months but this is the first time as group of man isn't it uh, yeah well no second time actually you didn't come oh time. yeah <laughs> that's why I don't that's why I don't know about it it didn't happen <laughs> so yeah we went over we just did two shows but we um, we went over with Pine. I think, they, oh, I think it was yeah. actually their first show. Okay. Or like at least their second show, um, which is a weird lineup for us both to play together. But it was super cool. Um, so we just went and did a couple of shows in um, Holland, like played Utrecht and Einhoven. Okay. Did like a little fest. Um, like our mate Marcher who runs Facebook Group. Oh show. yeah, yeah. And yeah. scared of everything playing as well. Mm. It was really good. So that was our first, and that was like in May of last year mm. so they were like I don't think we'd even done like five shows that was cool to go yeah. over and then next week we're doing playing Nuremberg Krakow Roslav in Poland and then doing a show in Budapest okay. and then doing a really long drive home <laughs> <laughs> well, good, well I was going to say because obviously again it's just from the experiences of the bands that you used to be in that I know but have you kind of found that the European audience has kind of embraced what what you're doing because obviously again it is quite different to to the to the norm almost. Mm. I don't know. To be honest, I don't really know. Like, I just kind of forced myself <laughs> on people. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Like um, the guy the guys with us in Germany, he just posted something on like one of the sort of Euro tour kind of Facebook groups. And I was like, oh, well, like we can play that show. Yeah, yeah. Just up, and I said I can help him out. My friends booking us in Budapest, and then we jumped on two shows in Poland. Okay. So I guess we're gonna literally find out. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, I have no gauge on whether anyone in 
you know, mainland Europe yeah. knows what we do or not, really. But I, I always think, like, that's the way I've always done it. Like, years and years ago, like, when I did Hang the Bastards, like, we would just, like, book some ragtag tour. Mm. Then the next tour would add, like, a few more days to it. And then it just goes from there. Yeah. And that's always been my attitude. You just, like, go and do whatever. Yeah, yeah. And see what happens. And then if, well, if your band, like, doesn't really suck, <laughs> it will just get better. Like, yeah, yeah. And if you keep working hard and pushing it, and that's why like, I never expect like just people to know it or whatever yeah, yeah, like, of course. I, I've always done it had that sort of DIY mentality about just pushing it mm. out yourself do you know what I mean like, yeah 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 I mean you know just that just work hard here and every year it'll get better and better hopefully anyway <laughs> and, and cause you mentioned you've got a new sort of 7 inch coming out but mm. I, I did want to touch upon obviously the EP released at the beginning of the year and mm. um, from kind of like reading like reviews and things of it, people kind of really well received it. But for for you personally, how was kind of the the writing process, and were there kind of any particular like themes that you wanted to, to push across in it? Because obviously, I think that the obvious one is the whole kind of Brexit Trump thing. Mm. But I don't know that was there anything else that you personally put across in it, or um, I mean. Lyri- I mean, lyrically, it's quite a strange one. I've never, I've, I always, with Proof of Man, I try to be as, as different as what I've been in the past. Mm. I think, like, in the past, I was always, like, very, it was quite hard on your sleeve. Yeah. Without sounding, like, super emo. <laughs> um, but, yeah, kind of, like, just, just trying to say, like, it's all right to not worry about, like, Trump and Brexit yeah. and all that stuff. Like, if you want to sit about and eat, like, vegan pizza and play playstation that's cool yeah, yeah. like it doesn't mean that you're like not contributing to society and stuff yeah. like that do you know like people you know you're always expected to be doing stuff and like achieving stuff and like some people don't want to do that like yeah. you know and that's okay and sort of like talking trying to deal with like anxieties and stuff like that um that was kind of it really like I, it was quite a weird one like you know, there's one song on there I was talking about like 80s horror movies okay. um, and trying to compare it to sort of anxiety inducing yeah. situations that was quite a weird <laughs> I don't know how to explain <laughs> it I, guess I was like oh, it's kind of like this <laughs> Lucio Falci movie I watched one time and just started talking about that and was just sort of right kind of trying to get in that state where you just write and write and write and yeah. see what happens um, yeah that's it really it just more mainly just be like just do your thing and don't worry about what other people are doing you know as long as you're doing cool cool stuff that you what stuff that you think is cool then that's great you know what I mean and and it's sort of thinking about I guess like thinking about you know like our kind of DIY scene Mm. it's not like a big thing and even if you're just like playing like small shows and and booking shows and stuff like that it's not gonna like make these like great changes to the world but it's still like as long as everyone had that mentality it would be a good thing do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, no, okay. I don't know where I'm going. Can you <laughs> talk about well, I was, I was going to say, obviously, Steve, coming kind of obviously from the preset side of things to, into Gridman, obviously, you said the first EP was basically already written, so it was kind of just slotting in, but obviously, the, the new EP you've had more sort of input, and obviously, the, the seven inch you said you're kind of contributing more. So, how was it for you to kind of go from writing that really heavy stuff with preset to writing stuff with Gridman? Great. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was just nice. Uh, that makes it sound like I didn't enjoy Parisa, which is completely <laughs> wrong. Um, 
It, no, it's just it's it's so different um, on almost every level as a band because of the because of the writing process and the style of music and everything. It's just um, I don't know. I, I I discovered what that sort of third and fourth string on my bass guitar are. They actually get used every now and again. Do you know what I mean? So it was um, yeah. It, it was it was just nice to be able to come and do something that was much more straightforward. Um, in terms of the structure of the music, yeah. it wasn't as frenetic and frantic and chopping and changing and, mm. you know, made to be as complicated and technical as we were capable of playing, yeah. which is sort of what, not all, but a chunk of the Parizo stuff ended up being. Mm. We always tried to do little angular weird things with it. Um, so, no, it's just nice to do something that's like, right, there's a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and it's all in 4-4. Four, four, and yeah. I mean... You know, the first EP's a bit like an ACDC record. It's got the same drum beat almost yeah. all the way through it. But I think that's because Mark's like programming skills left that's a little to be desired. <laughs> yeah. he, he he played about with drum loops and then finally struck on one that he liked and just copied and pasted it. Yeah. <laughs> and as you mentioned, obviously there's kind of more progression with the with the seven inch. So mm. f first and foremost, when's that coming out and what kind of is there any, once again, are there any particular themes that are g going in that at all? Yeah, you know what? I mean, I had to go back to what I said earlier because it's actually like super personal. Mm. <laughs> it should be out. I mean, I'm me and like a bunch of other labels are going to release it. Okay. Um, so, which, which is great because obviously it makes a seven inch, which is really expensive. Yeah, so you yeah. buy yourself a lot cheaper. Um, so, yeah, like Cold Culture, uh, Smith Street Group, Black Bassett. Dingleberry Records, which is the best record, like, <laughs> yeah. ever. and uh, War Records. Always makes me do like I a farmer accent. <laughs> um, it's some German lad that I don't know, oh, but okay. um, Marcher like hooked it up, and he's going to sort it out. So we're all going to contribute and do it. Um, so that hopefully be out like May or June. Okay. As long as like I don't know record store days in the middle of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mess it up. Um, but yeah, so it's just two songs, and it's about it's about being in a relationship where one person is struggling um, with mental illness, mm. and like such as like depression and anxiety, yeah. and the other one isn't. And it's about like the give and take mm. of that relationship. Whereas, like you know, if you've never suffered from mental illness like you've never had depression you're never going to understand yeah, what it's yeah. like and it's hard to as well yeah um and if you you know like go into a shop outside your house that's like you know if you can just walk to your shop and be fine you're not going to get when someone's like now nah, i can't go yeah yeah do you yeah. know what i mean because it's like almost crippling mm. um so it's just about um a lot of stuff i've learned recently about about those sort of topics yeah to help someone with it, um, especially when you can never like understand yeah, what you're going course. through as well. Uh, so that was it, really. Um, you know, uh, and that's that. Yeah. So I wrote about that, and that was just what happened. That was sort of just what was going on with me at the time um, when I wrote it. I mean, it's still going on now, and um, but that's just about those things. Yeah, yeah. Really. And obviously, you've got the tour coming up in March have you got any, and obviously you said the release in May mm. have you got any other kind of plans for, for the rest of the year or is it just at the moment take every day as it comes yeah we've got loose plans mm. we always have loose plans and then we see what happens I mean it's definitely 
a couple of split ideas. Okay. Um, Can you get benefit away or not? No, nah, they probably won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to don't want to overcommit. Don't jinx it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. Going to get another EP out, I think, or at least written and recorded yeah. is the idea. Possibly working on a title for that at the moment. Okay. Mark were like playing about with something. I, he always sends me stuff, and I'm just like, nah, mate. <laughs> just to annoy him, it's actually good. And then a week later, I'll be like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Really <laughs> <laughs> just mind it, not someone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had an interesting band practice the other day where there was eight of us. Okay, that's pretty good. So cool. that was uh, interesting. Getting getting closer to my dream of being Slipknot, yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> Is the next, so next time I see you, you're just gonna be wearing like a big mask or uh, Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think we'll try and be busy. Um, we've got like plans to do shows and yeah. stuff like that. Um, maybe some more Euro dates at the end okay, of the year, cool. like once we've got another release out. Yeah. Um, talking, talking with other bands, like doing some shows in April. Uh, we're playing Scared of Everything's last show. Oh yeah, I saw that. So that was um, announced today, wasn't it? I think our next two shows are around here. Oh really? So you probably see us with another lineup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for now. But yeah, I definitely want to keep busy. Um, yeah, just see what happens really. But they're, they're the loose ideas. Yeah. And, and the way that I like to end this is um, ask each member if there's what you play live. Is there one song that you? Enjoy more than the others in your set. So, Stu, if I go with you first, um, oh, and it, why as well? It kind of varies, but I I really enjoy playing um, the second proper song off the new EP mm -hmm. uh, because it it was actually probably the hardest song to figure out what the hell was going on when I got the demos <laughs> for the first time because. Uh, yeah, but now that it's all sort of linked together and we've played it a few times live and done it with practice, um, at, at practices together, especially with our eight-piece practice the other day. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's it's just a really fun song to play live. Mm. What's it called? I don't even know what it's you called. Aftercare? Yeah. So, the third song on the Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the song Aftercare. I was going to say as yeah, well. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's well aggro. Because <laughs> our songs are quite like rock, yeah. And then we got that one. We got a couple of songs, but I think that's my favourite song to play, just because like it kicks off straight away. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just nice. And the guitars and bass and drums all feel like they're doing something different. Yeah, and then it gets weird at the end, so it can get a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I know. I just think it's cool. Like super fast and like well aggro. I like the lyrics that I wrote for it as well. But I was just really happy with it yeah. when it was done. It's, it's my favourite song on that EP. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it, man. Cool. I want to do more stuff like that, really. Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the potentially one of the splits we might do might be more along that, like, well, aggro. Okay, cool. Sort of like super, super short song yeah. kind of vibe. Cool. As well. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, man. Looking forward to the show. Sick. Cheers.
So there you have it, folks. Thanks again to Group of Man for taking the time to have a little chat with me. Uh, by the time this episode actually goes out, they'll have just finished their little European stint, but they've got plenty more shows coming up for the rest of 2017. So make sure you go check them out when they're in your town, city, country, wherever they are. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with the band, as always, they're on all various social media platforms. Uh, Facebook is forward slash Group of Man Band. Uh, Twitter is at Group of Man Band. Instagram is group of man or one word uh, or you can listen to them over at bandcamp which is groupofman.bandcamp.com um, i forgot to say for the last couple of episodes you might have, have noticed that our intro slash transition music has changed um well the wonderful man that is behind ohn has allowed us to use uh, his music for all future shows um so the sample that we've taken is from the track taxi cab blues um to listen to more of his stuff, uh, head over to Bandcamp again. It's ohnmusic13.bandcamp.com. As always, you can give us some feedback or follow us over on Twitter at just underscore and underscore insight uh, using the hashtag JAIPod. Uh, or you can drop us an email at just underscore and underscore insight at hotmail.co.uk. And next week, I have a, an in-depth induction in-depth discussion with Esben and the Witch uh, as I caught up with the trio before their recent Brighton show on their recent European and UK tour. Uh, But for now, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining me and I will see you soon. (laughs) 